Okily dokily, let's put on our game faces. Game on! Woo! This is Bronco Nation, a Midwest communications podcast. Here's your hosts, Jordan Lass and Jim Lawless. It's a happy day. Do you want to know why? Why? Well, first, you're not cranky, which totally throws the entire show off. But we'll we'll get by that. We'll, we'll, I'll figure I'll figure out something to to piss you off. Trust me. Um, secondly, we have a new sponsor. We do. Why don't you go ahead and say sponsor? But then I have a third item before we get into the meat and potatoes of the podcast. We do have another sponsor that'll be uh, joining us next week as well. Oh, could have more as well. But uh, how can we be so popular? What? Uh, I know. Apparently, people like us. Uh, or people know how to lie through their teeth, one or the other. <laughs> <laughs> Bronco Nation this fall is brought to you by Sweetwater's Donut Mill. Woohoo! Because nothing says fall more than donuts, and nothing says donuts more than Sweetwater's. Yes, and we have our donut guy right over there. Well, he's somewhere around here, McKinney. I swear he's trying to kill us with those things. No, he's not. He brings no, them in so much. You know, before you read the uh, the other sponsor coming, McKinney would bring donuts in, and someone blasted an email to him saying, "Are you pretty much are you trying to kill us? And don't do that anymore." <laughs> then, then of course, in the company email um, last week, there were not one but uh, two treats brought in by two different people, and I'm just thinking to myself. Boy, that's a double standard right there. <laughs> Maybe they're just get, getting sick of McKinney bringing in donuts all the time. I don't know. <laughs> but he did bring in some of his, uh, some of the uh, fudge brownies that he usually brings in. Those are delicious. They are. Uh, and and to be clear, I would eat a Sweetwater's donut every day if I could. Oh yeah, I used to every day. Homer Simpson, man, that is my favorite. Mm-hmm. When I was eating breakfast every day, I would I would have a Sweetwater's donut Monday through Friday, every day, every the, morning. The only thing other or the only other thing I wanted to mention, uh, they got three locations: two here in Kalamazoo, Sprinkle, and Stadium, and then of course on Capitol Avenue in Battle Creek. Right. And uh, yeah, they're also great for uh, Bronco tailgate parties. Yes. Pick up a box for those. Um, yeah. yeah, all uh, all season long. You have to have a little bit of a little bit of um, filling to uh, work off the beer a little bit. Yeah, you need something right. to soak that stuff yeah, up. Right. Which a, do- a big donut from Sweetwaters is perfect. Done. And that's what I love about Sweetwaters. You don't have to eat two or three. You have one, and you are good to go. Oh yeah. Um. So we will see them at our tailgates. Who's which, the other sponsor? The new uh, one. The the one that we'll be adding next week is. Well, they're both um, new. Well, I can't divulge right now. Okay. Well, can you? Well, can you give me a hint? Remember, I've 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 been here pretty much most of my life. Car repair. Boy, that's wide open. <laughs> yeah. Trust yeah. me, I know this for a fact. <laughs> okay, my other happy point. Boil out. Blow out. He gone. And Nate. In, I'm not. Oh. Nate, uh, now it's I'm not Nate, a it's big Nate, Nate guy. It, it, it's Nate Sudston, right? Or Sud- Sudfield. Sudfield or Sudfeld? Sudfeld. Something okay. Like that. Yeah, yeah. I I was vaguely familiar with him. I haven't looked up any of his stats yet, but anything's got to be better. <laughs> you would figure anything is uh, better than the double B's. Okay. Well, that 
this last weekend, after, after the final preseason game, Dan Campbell said flat out, he now has clarity on the backup quarterback situation. The clarity was they're both out. Yeah, they both stink. <laughs> and, you know, and you, I, I would hope a semi-reliable. Re, competent. Well, let's let's hope so. Well, you know, to pick them up and have zero playing time with the Lions before game one. And you're ready and you have enough confidence that he's ready to go. It might it might be the right thing. Brad Holmes has been pushing the right buttons. Let's see if that's another one. And it's it's interesting because like I don't know, like um they're not always expected to play, but stuff happens and Right. You need a competent backup that you can rely on to come in to play two to four games and win you at least half of those. Yeah, and and and, and on top of that, um, he might be he might be better situated for a play that Goff wouldn't. So mm-hmm. you know why not two quarterback system? You know, feed him in there for a play or two, get him back out. Well, and part of my thing too is like I I was kind of being like I'm not a big Nate guy, and my friend was like, well, it's really not going to make a big big difference this year, and you hope it doesn't. Um, but I, I think this is more of a long-term thing because you need a competent backup, especially moving into the future, which is kind of unclear at quarterback right now. Right. But there's a strong possibility that you're going to be drafting one, uh, this coming spring. So having that competent backup is going to be key and hopefully it's Nate. I mean, hopefully they don't have to cut him throughout, through the year or at the end of the year. Hopefully he sticks and he can kind of be that answer because I can't even remember the last time the Lions had a competent backup quarterback. Then things are things are falling into place over there in it, Allen Park. It's you, or so it seems. You know, it's the you moves know? that in the past where you'd want them to make them, and then they didn't. Mm-hmm. But you could say that for Quinn Trisha too. They went out and got that nose tackle from uh, New England who. You know, even Mike Valeni, who's the biggest Lions hater in Detroit, you know, he praised it and was like, this was a move that in the past it stares them in the face and they don't make it, but they made it. But the reason I bring that up is because it looked really good with that. And then we all see how that turned out. Uh-huh. So it's just caution. Just right. be cautiously <clears throat> optimistic. That's right. all I'm saying. Okay. We are two days away at right at this very moment. Wednesday from, afternoon. From game one. Yes. Broncos at Michigan State. Now we can start talking Broncos again, even though we'll have more next week. Mm -hmm. We did get a little clarity ourselves as you and I went to the kickoff luncheon uh, yesterday. Which they hadn't done in a handful of years. Right. Um, Well, they they did it. uh, Did they do one last year? I don't think so. I know there wasn't one in 2020. So it's probably been three or four years. Yeah. You know, you might be right. It was a good time. You know? Yeah, because yeah, because I was at the la- I was at the last two, nineteen and eighteen, also. So you're right. Um, we have a little more clarity. We know who the starting quarterback is, and from what I understand, the defense, which has been a question mark, even back to Fleck. Mm-hmm. You know, there were times we had to horse race everyone, mm-hmm. but there were other times where we didn't. Mm-hmm. But the defense, from what what Coach Lester. From his, his from his words and from his emotions coming out, mm-hmm. and you know I, I, you know I've gotten to know him just by the way he reacts to stuff. Mm-hmm. You know he's been here since you know 2017. Yeah, 
Um, I, the defense might be okay. Yeah. I, so, and, and that, that's, that's my big problem right now that I'm looking at with the Broncos because we can score. Mm-hmm. I just, we just want to keep them from scoring, you know? Well, and Tim alluded to it. It's hard to replace guys like Ali Fayad oh, God, yeah. and Ralph Holly. Oh, I mean, yeah. we talked about it last week with uh, John Creek, mm-hmm. but it sounds like they've got a lot of depth. You know, they brought in some transfers. Um, the D line seems like it's too deep at every position. I mean, the linebacking core is just deep, deep, and just with great players. I mean, but the problem is, it sounds like the defense is smaller than what it's been in the past. But that's because not... they, ta- they talked a lot about the speed and flying around. Yeah, and they've got better production. My issue is. <clears throat> Are they going to get pushed around because they're a smaller team? It doesn't necessarily mean if they're smaller, they're going to get pushed around. You might, you know, you can't push around a fast guy. I'm just playing devil's advocate. Jim. I know you are, and you're just trying to raise my blood pressure up, which is beautiful right now. Thank you. Yeah, he uh, he went and got it done yesterday, and he was like, well, "Oh, it hasn't been this low in forever." And I was the first co- person to comment, and I said, "Just you wait. I'll raise that tomorrow yeah, for you." Whatever. <laughs> he got the one finger salute from Bangor. <laughs> <laughs> Boom! Because, yeah, oh, yeah, I put that on Facebook. Because, you know, I'll be honest with you, and this will be the last time I talk about me for a while. Uh, my blood pressure has been an issue off and on over the years. It has been. Former smoker, especially when I was smoking, yeah, bad. But um, now that I am not, and I'm t- I've am i been taking blood pressure medication, yeah, o- only one pill a day, Um, yeah, it's down. 116 over 80. Yeah, I know 80 is a little high, but it's, it's okay. But that 116 number I'm looking at and smiling because <laughs> I'd be pushing 140 over 90 quite a bit, and that's not good. No. So, and, 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 my, and my PA even said, well, maybe we can take you off the blood pressure med. I'm like, okay. Sounds great to me. Well, I have to, I have to cuff up every couple of days just to check it to make sure yeah. that it hasn't blown up, gone crazy, you know. So you're done with the smoking? Oh, yeah. I was going to say, you've been sounding a little less wheezy. (laughs) Oh, trust me, I can bring it up when I need to. (laughs) Yeah, we all can. Uh, (laughs) But yeah, okay. So back to the Broncos. So back to the Broncos now, yeah. Now that now that we have it now that the uh, producer is not going to go flop during a game, <laughs> which which Robin, don't worry, I'm good, I'm good. Yeah, uh, that I, reminds me, I got a story for you later. Okay. We'll talk about it here. Okay, but but a fast defense can offset a bigger o- offensive line it easily, can. very easily if they play it right. So yeah. let's just see how that tools out. New offensive coordinator. Let's see how he can make that offense gel. There's, it's going to be a lot of fun. And we get a country concert ahead of kickoff. Yeah, on, for the home on, opener. Uh, for the home opener on the 17th. Chase Bryant, it's free to the public. That is a great idea. Yeah. That is a great idea. And you know what we found out this week is also going to be happening that week? What's going to be happening that week? Well, the same day, actually. The inaugural Kalamazoo Bourbon Festival. Oh. That we're going to be giving them passes away to go to on Hits 96.5 and Jack FM. Ooh. Yeah. There are a couple bourbons I like. I guess there's like different sessions. The passes we're getting is for the like late session. Um, 
So it might be hard to decide between Bronco football and that, or maybe you stay for part of the Bronco game and then go to that. Um, I don't know. Pick your poison, but I'll probably go to both. You should go to both. Yeah. You should You should go to both. And, and... My wife's out of town that, that weekend. Uh-oh. Oh, boy. <laughs> uh. You know, may, maybe that might be a night for me to take off so you can be here. <laughs> I'll keep you safe. I was going to say, keep you out of trouble. <laughs> that, exactly. But no, no, no. You know, and, and, and if, if the football game, if we, if we get through the football game in reasonable time, you know, I may come down there. Who knows? Maybe. Or, or we can just have a bourbon festival at my house. That'll work. <laughs> I'm good with that. Uh. Okay. So I, I, I am a little confident on Bronco football. Again, the, um, the pundits out there have picked the Broncos anywhere from tied for first in the West to, to last to last in the West. So it's flip a coin. Yeah. Pretty much. I think what it's really going to come down to is the trenches. Like I had mentioned, I really like this linebacking core. I think the D line core is great. You've got some starters coming back on the offensive line. And like Tim alluded to yesterday, they did a lot of switching and rotating last year. So some of <clears> these <throat> new offensive linemen already have playing experience and he brought up Michigan state. Mm -hmm. Some of their new starters don't have that because they didn't do a lot of switching. They didn't. So maybe look for that to be an edge. Um, you know, that's where the transfer portal could benefit a smaller school like Western Michigan, possibly. Well, they picked up, you know, a receiver from Wisconsin, right? Another one from Boston college. Uh, that the but they have Housy, the kid that was sitting with us, he came from Eastern Carolina. But but they have that they have a playing background. They played mm -hmm. a lot of these people that hit the transfer portal. I'm assuming from what I've seen, do it because they can't start or get a lot of playing time at school they're at right now. Or it's the case, of, or they can't stand the coach, or whatever. Or it's a case of they're you know better than what the school can provide. That's that. I don't like that. That's self-centered. You're better than what the school can provide. That's that's just that's that, that that's that's out of control. Ego. There's what's right and there's what's real. But still, we don't live in a perfect world. I know this. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So I I don't know. I think we're gonna learn a a lot about the team. Oh man, it's gonna be it's gonna be a. Uh, a work in progress uh, starting Friday. Yeah. And, you know, if you're going to judge that smaller defense, here's a benchmark yeah. coming up. I, I'm telling you. Mm-hmm. Let's see how. I don't think we really have a chance to pull off an upset. I'll be, I'll be, I'll be totally honest. But There's if nothing... we can, but if we can keep them under the spread, especially if we can keep that game tight. Yeah. And lower scoring that bodes well for you. That bodes great for the Mac. Yeah, it's you have to be honest, Jim. It's we're not going to sit here and be homers and no. Yeah, they're going to go twelve and zero and beat Michigan. Like, slow down. Well, well, yeah. Well, tomorrow night in Marshall, trust me, I'm going to go beat the drum very loudly and and do my part just to uh, you know, right. Get to the Sparties. Yeah, um, right. Well, I, I'm going to have a lot of people in green to deal with tomorrow. It, it, it's hard to go up to a place like East Lansing and beat them on a home opener. Uh, I had mentioned it with the or during the pod with uh, John Creek 
that, you know, this could potentially create a trap game situation for week two. You know, you have a lot of conferences starting with conference games, either week one or week two. We saw Northwestern. Or week zero. And Nebraska in, what was it, Ireland last week. Yeah, that's week zero. We'll get to it later, but Nebraska should have left Scott Frost in Ireland. (laughs) Wow, is he bad. Time for him to go. Um, No, it just, yes, you are focused on the challenge at hand, which is Michigan State, but you better have your eyes on Ball State next week. Yeah. And it's the same thing for Ball State. I didn't mention this last week, but they opened the season at Tennessee. Same situation. They've got to focus on the game, but at the end of the day, their focus has to be on week two against the Broncos. Right. right. And if the Bron- and if the Broncos can keep state contained, not win the game necessarily, but keep it close. Moral victory. It, big time. Oh, I'll, I'll take that as a win any day. Take the moral victory. There have been a, I've been through a lot of moral victories on that board, trust me. I bet you, you know? have. Especially when hockey was slumping uh, back when I uh, – Came on board in 2015. Yeah, we weren't the best. But. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We had a lot of moral victories. <laughs> but not a lot of wins. So, But look what it turned into. Right. Right. Yeah, and, and speaking of hockey and, and basketball, nothing really to chat about yet. But, we'll, but of course, we'll get down there as, you know, as um, time progresses. We get into October, of course. That will change. Yeah. And, of course, next week we are going to talk probably a ton of football. And maybe we should get Carolyn in for that. Okay. Yeah, I think so. Sounds good. I, I, I think for the first game, having having three in here to battle out or Carolyn to keep me from killing you or vice versa, you know, <laughs> might just be what we need to do. Careful, I almost spit up my coffee. I, well, you've done this to me a few times. I took a, <laughs> took a sip of something and nearly fired it out. Uh, <laughs> so it's called it's called karma, karma, karma. Um, but there you go. What else do you want to talk about? Um, I have been a lifelong Cubs fan mm-hmm. for ever, mm-hmm. pretty much almost my entire time here on the planet. Which means, by design, I have to hate anything in St. Louis red. But I'm going to be bluntly honest with you. I I hope Albert Pujols top 700 before the end of the season when he hangs it up. I would love to see him finish at 7-0. And on top of that, we're supposed to hate the Yankees, especially now that Jeter's retired. You know, we don't have any ties to him in here at Kalamazoo anymore. So, Aaron Judge, I would love to see him knock Barry Bonds off his perch. I would be cheering for him if he does it. And he has a shot. He's he's gonna have to go crazy the last this last month, but he has a shot. He's at uh he's twenty away right now, I think. Mm-hmm. I think he hit his fifty third yesterday, I think. It's insane. So exactly. And of course the Tigers being the Tigers. How about Verlander on the on the IL? Not surprised, I guess. No, he he came off the mound uh, on his last start in the third inning um, saying something was up with his leg, and the MRI didn't reveal any damage, but they're shelving him for uh, 15 days. So, I think there's 33 games left in the Tiger season, and they are 
uh, still 10 games out of that um, 60 win mark. 63 win mark is what we need. Well, that would put them what, under 100 losses? That would put them under 100 losses. <sighs> the way they've been playing, I don't know that they're going to get there. Now the Dodgers, the okay, and uh, Gottlieb was talking about this today. He was filling in on Cowherd, mm-hmm. and he brought up um, the uh, the teams that were able to uh, whip off more wins. The the uh, 07, I think 07 or 08 Cubs uh, won 116 games mm-hmm. uh, in in one of those seasons. I can't remember which one it was, but it was only 154. So their winning percentage is automatically higher. Mm-hmm. Uh, the 01 Mariners, 116 wins. Couldn't get out of the division um, playoffs. The Mariners, have, ugh, they've always had their problems. But when you whip off 116 wins, you should be able to at least get out of the division playoffs fine. It was like when my Sharks won the President's <laughs> Trophy and then got bounced in the first round. That was awesome. Now the Dodgers could eclipse that 116. They're even talking possibly 120. My problem with winning all of those games... It's not October. Exactly. And I've said it time and time and time and time again. It's not how you start. It's how you finish. That's why I'm single. Good God. I am not <laughs> touching that. I am not touching that. I, 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 whatever. I just, I just, I just, I tossed it out there. I had, you know, oh well. Uh, the Yankees still leading the American League East at 79 and 51. Seven games back from them are the Rays, 71 and 57. And how many, um, what was it? Oh, the Yankees last 10, six and four, but they were like, Crap what, before that. Like crap before that, and yet the Yankees are still way ahead of everybody else in a good division. Yeah, the Orioles cooling off. They were looking hot as lightning there for a while. Uh, the Guardians have taken control of the Central. They are uh, only eight games above 500. God, the Central might be the worst baseball in div- uh, division in baseball. It is. Uh, the Twins behind them, 67 and 61. Wasn't the there... West- wasn't there one year where I think, was it the Mariners out of the West? Uh, won their division under 500? I'm trying to remember when that was. Yeah, I don't remember. Uh, you know, I'd have to go research that. But but that was just something off the top of the head I wanted to throw at you. As I was saying, out West, uh, Astros leading the AL West, uh, 83 and 47. Mariners the closest, 71 and 58. They are 11 and a half back. Okay, now taking a look at the uh, AL East, I um, or AL, the American League in general, um, the only team out of that league that really has a shot at 100 wins is Houston. Everybody else is going to end up in the probably, well, the Yankees probably low to mid, low to mid 90s, I would guess. I was going to say, and, they still have a chance. And... And uh, well, they're going to have to they're going to have to win out almost all of September to do that. And of course, the uh, AL Central this get at least get to eighty five. Do that, you know. I mean, the NL Central not any better, but you know, their their second team is eight games over five hundred, just one less than the leader in the AL Central. 
Uh, and then well, Cardinals are twenty over. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, right. in the East, the Mets eighty-two and forty-eight. I still think they are total imposter syndrome. I I just I don't believe it. Okay. Well, side bet. Well, they hit a hundred. Well, they well they get to a hundred wins then if if you're so against them right now. They I'm, and they're I'm only saying, eighteen. They're only eighteen out. I'm not saying that they're not going to win a hundred games. I just don't trust them come October. That franchise just never seems to get out of its own way. It's a lot like the Knicks. You're putting everything in New York. I mean, do they not? The The Knicks and the Mets perennially suck. They have like one good year every once in a while. Oh, don't don't forget suck. don't forget the Giants and Jets. Oh my god, New York's turning into Detroit. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> New York sports aren't that great. <laughs> then you've got the the mess going on in Brooklyn with the Nets and <clears throat> Kevin Durant and his beef with the coach and uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um we're not ready to talk NBA yet. Nope. Um NL West, the Dodgers, like you were saying, ninety and thirty eight. I I just think that's gonna spell disaster for them. I really do. Well, they're going to have to almost win out the entire month to do it. To do what? To get to one twenty. It don't matter about that. Well, I, it it's look, you, you have a team that's already at ninety. You you this everyone's attitude nowadays is set the bar higher, set the bar higher, set the bar higher. Bars at ninety, you're looking at hey they could get to one twenty. There's your new bar. Yeah. Well, actually, actually the bar's one sixteen. <laughs> we'll just take that and run. If they can get to 116 in September, that's impressive enough. Because you nearly have to go what? 20 like 25 and 5 probably yeah, something like that. or 26 and 26 and 4 at least out of the next 30 to get there. Yeah. So, well, it's like the Padres, they're sitting there at 72 and 59, but their season has just come apart. You lost Tatis um, Josh Hader has been dreadful since coming over from the Brewers, their closer. Uh, yeah, not going well in San Diego, which is a shame because I've always had an affinity for that franchise. But, um, getting back to football, we were talking about the lions, how they picked up Sutfeld or Sudfeld. Um, they also added 315 pound defensive tackle Benito Jones off the waivers about an hour ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I see this post from the New York Post, the hard knocks effect, Detroit Lions getting too much Super Bowl attention. <laughs> the Lions are just one of four NFL teams that have never reached the Super Bowl. If they make it this year, it'll cost odd, odds makers a fortune. Detroit is a quintessential long shot to win it all. 125 to 1 just a year after posting the league's second worst record 13-3 and 1 and a four straight losing season overall um for some crazy reason better <clears throat> or betters are just piling on to win the NFC that's 50 to 1 you know i dropped 20 on that i just I... if I, if i gambled and that's the NFC north not the central you said NFC central they're in the north there is no yeah, whatever. North, north, south. Yeah, right. North, south, east, west. I don't know. I just I think this article could shine or should kind of be a warning 
to Lions fans. I mean, they had decent odds and some buzz about the Super Bowl, you know, leading into hard knocks because of the easy schedule and, you know, some of the changes. Mm -hmm. But this is why I don't like things like hard knocks. I just don't. Why are they not? Because this team's getting all this attention and stuff that it really shouldn't be getting. Oh, come on. They're all all Hard Knocks is doing is putting vodka into the Kool-Aid. I know it is. It's just I think it can be really detrimental. Cause when things don't go right and this team's not very good next year, yeah. It's not gonna be pretty. Because you're gonna have all of these people that Thought they were going to go out and win a when, Super Bowl. When they and, do. How about if? I'm telling you, they're not winning more than eight games. It's not happening. The low end, they might win a couple, especially mm-hmm. if any major injuries happen. There's so many question marks. Can Hawkinson stay healthy? Can Swift stay healthy? Can uh, Ragnow and the rest of the line stay healthy? You know, is Jamison Williams going to play at all next season? There's a lot of question marks. So I don't know. I just feel like Hard Knocks has created this hype that maybe necessarily wasn't needed in Detroit. I think it it might come to play out to be a bit of a distraction. Mm-hmm. I don't like it. Just do your business. It's like Dan Campbell might be one of the best player coaches ever, but until he wins games, it doesn't mean anything. Nothing. It's great on paper. I love that term. I use it against you and Carolyn a lot. On paper. Goody, you'll have the month of September to write down what you think. On paper. We'll see what it looks like. Like I said, we got to make sure that our weapons on offense can stay healthy. Yeah. Well, there there are a lot lot of what-ifs. DJ Shark, is he going to play up to his potential, or is he going to play like he did last year in Jacksonville? Broncos, question marks. Lions, question mark. There's a lot of intrigue with both teams. Too. Yeah, There's exactly. There's a lot of parallels. And both teams have the chance to do well. Both teams also have the chance to pretty much set their respective stadiums on fire. Yeah. So, you know. Do you want my heart hot take on this one? Sure. I, th- I think the Broncos are going to have the better season. Okay. That's okay. where I'm going. Okay. So. Okay. We will okay. see if that pans out, but right, right, um, right. Yeah, so I'm good with that. Yep. Robin's set to do the test whenever. So uh, what else you got? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to go through here, um, because I knew we weren't going to have really too much to talk about today. Wait, what in so. the hell? This doesn't make any sense to me. Uh, the Eagles are trading former first-round pick Jalen Rager to the Vikings. Really? They just took him in the 20 draft. Huh. That's weird. That's really weird. Huh. Well, it, well, it's possible that he didn't fit in with the Eagles and their plans, but he could fit in with the Vikings better. So Maybe. You know. Um, oh yeah. Did you see Leatherwood got cut from the Raiders, Mm -hmm. but the bears wisely picked him up. I was a little depressed that, uh, Tom Kennedy was cut by the lions. He was, he was having a decent, a very decent camp. 
And, well, and he did well in all three uh, games he was in. But like your buddy said, this is what happens when you improve the roster. Oh, I know it. You don't have to keep around guys like him. Right. Right. Um, but, you know, everyone had their had their favorite underdog player. There's Kennedy. That would have been Kennedy this year. Um, who, who, was the, who was the running back for the Lions over the last couple of years? Back in the... Uh, Back in the um, Quinn Trisha era, that little short, small dude. He was like their third string running he, back. I can't was remember. He a returner? I can't remember his Zach name. Zach Zenner? Little sh- Zenner, yeah. Zach. <sighs> yeah, you know, every, everyone, you know, How everyone's dare you like. bring that name up. No, no, the only reason I did is because everybody, you know, they, they like to pick their underdog and run with them all year long, you know, and a lot of people picked, up, picked with Zenner because, you know, Zenner had, you know, he played decent. Who was the other one? Joyke Bell. Yeah. Yeah, that too, you know. Talk about flavor of the week. So there are no flavors uh, flavors of the week on the uh, Lions roster right now that really stand out. Not really. Hmm. I mean. And it, that might be the recipe for success. No knows? big, no big stud star. Yeah, but. To play devil's advocate. Which I love. I know you love doing it to that because you need, you've done it before. You need some talent. I need, well, they, Let's be honest. For it, the most part, this team is void of talent. But they might work well together. Let's <clears throat> Remember, we didn't really see the first string outside of game one for a quarter. Yeah. So. I mean... You can only means you, you can it I know it nothing. I know you can only go you can only go off what's on paper I know that I know that um I'm just <coughs> rolling through Forgive here me. To, to see if we've got anything else um nothing there we're good on soccer yeah I, I talked about it earlier I just. What is Nebraska doing with Scott Frost? Why, when you have a lead at that juncture in the game, why would you, when you have a lead anyway, would you, would you onside kick? Why? Why? I don't get it. Why? They need to get rid of him. I don't, I don't understand it. Plain and simple. Get rid of him. Send him packing. I don't get it. Does it, would, if anyone has an idea of why he would do it, feel free. Three seven three one zero six five. Leave a message. <laughs> I don't think me. anyone has an answer. <laughs> leave a message, and we'll listen to it, and probably drink a couple beers, laugh, roll over, and then maybe we'll talk about it. <laughs> I don't know, but yeah, that's just. Absolutely crazy. Speaking of another guy that I think should be on the hot seat, uh, what's his name? Kirk Ferentz out in Iowa. Oh, Hawkeyes head coach? Yeah, because I, I got up close and personal with them for a year when I was working out there. Uh, they have picked Spencer Petrus as their starter, uh, even though Alex Padilla, the junior, uh, received a lot of snaps during spring practice and fall camp. But I don't know. That team... Well, he might, uh, they might, he might know something that you don't. No, and Petrus played last year and I think the year before, but I, I just, 
the team is always a quarterback away. Well, like it, you know, it, it always seems like that. Well, it's so it, it's, it's such a shame. It's like when you start your or when you play your two backup quarterbacks in the last preseason game, and then fire them both. You know. Well, and then you got the same situation. I'm glad we talked about this. You have the same situation going on down at U of M. They're not announcing a starter. Hmm. They're going to let you, both kids play, and then they're going to pick a choice. You know what it screams of? Drew Henson and Tom Brady all over again. Tom Brady was the obvious choice. He went out and won you games, but the shiny toy named Drew Henson. I don't get it. Like, just pick somebody. Well, back pick then, one. back then, nobody knew that one of those quarterbacks was going to go off and win nearly every Super Bowl recently possible. But that that shouldn't have had any bearing on the situation. Like I said, I didn't Tom, think I didn't think Brady was that good at Michigan. I really didn't. He won games, period. Not, he won games. He won games, but not convincingly. That doesn't matter. He won games. Not the Michigan way where you're blowing out Northwestern 49 to 7. Yeah, but I guess what my point is, there it all you do by not declaring a starter and playing both, you're not doing yourself any favors. You don't have to name a starter. You do. No, you don't. You do. No, you don't. Well, you, you well, do. all right. Technically, on game day, one quarterback is technically the starter. Technically, but tandems don't work. The only way, the only tandems that work in sports is a goalie tandem. A quarterback tandem does not work. Okay. Well, name a starter and move forward. If it doesn't work out, you play the other guy. But you know what that shows to me about Jim Harbaugh? The inability to make. Tough choices, tough calls in games. He doesn't have great ability to make hard choices. Okay, so when Michigan six and zero down the road, and I bring this up to you here, you you can accept the punishment. Yeah, but I'm assuming after week one or two, you're probably going to get a starter. Well, and, and and it might, and and it might. It, well, maybe 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 those two have performed well enough in camp that you can't really make a good choice. And they're both good enough to where you, you know, one is better on the, on passing one's better running. I just don't think it does. Does either of those kids any good to be like, we don't have confidence in either one of you. So we're going to find out who's better. That's basically what they're saying without saying it. We don't have confidence in either one of you, but we're going to find out which one we think is better. Well, that'll be something to uh, something to watch. You know what's going to be fun is uh, Ohio State Notre Dame. That's going to be spectacular. Oh, that's going to be a fun game to watch, and I hope Ohio State burns. Nah, <laughs> I hope it's the other way around. No, 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 no. Well, then again, you hate Michigan, so yeah. I can't stand no. Notre Dame either. I tolerate Notre Dame. No thanks. It's my friends that cheer on Notre Dame. I can't stand. I didn't say that. <laughs> I plead I the fifth. I, I I just wanted to say that just to ruffle their feathers. But uh, speaking of ruffling feathers, um, CMU has number thirteen Oklahoma State this week. I hope they. Uh, I hope they get boat raced. Cowboys. 
I'm going with the Cowboys. I'm going with the Cowboys huge. <laughs> They'll be firing some chips back to Mount Pleasant. That's what's going to happen. <laughs> or so we hope. Yeah. Do you yeah. got anything else? No, I don't. I but don't either. But Friday night, again, 6 o'clock pregame, 106.5 Jack FM, Robin Hook, John Creek, and myself. Um, 7 o'clock kickoff from Spartan Stadium in East Lansing. Uh, tune in and cheer them on. And um, I may have a thread going somewhere, either on Facebook or, or actually there's a thread already on the Stampede. Mm-hmm. But I might put one on my Facebook so you guys can all jump on board and we can uh, chat as we go. So that's all I got. Uh, before we go, just want to mention one of our new sponsors. Uh, that would be Sweetwater's Donut Mill. Uh, pick up a box of donuts for your next Bronco tailgate party from Sweetwater's. They're on Stadium Drive on Sprinkle Road. Both of those here in Kalamazoo. And then they're also on Capitol Avenue in Battle Creek. So right no, across from the Shell Station. Yeah. So no matter where you are in Kilims, or uh, Southwest Michigan, you can get yourself some Sweetwaters. There you go. Um, We have game to talk about next week. Yep. We'll have uh, reactions from myself, Jim, Carolyn, Binder, most likely going to be joining us. Yeah, it's going to be a jam-packed Bronco episode next week, kind of like it was uh, last week. Right. With uh, our buddy John Creek, who I really hope we can bring in again. That was a lot of fun. Right. So. There you go. I'm Jim. He's Jordan. Go Broncos. And talk to you later. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Bronco Nation podcast. Stay tuned for next week's episode.